you know, I think the reality of being a creative when you have like other life pressures and you don't have loads of money is like your your art is like a like a it's like you're having an affair like you, <laughs> yeah. you steal a cheeky moment here or there or you you know it's your ta- you're making notes on your phone app when you're on the yeah. bus and like that's the, that is the reality of it yeah. um and yeah all the people that come wake up at first thing in the morning and do the artist's way and do their pages i'm i'm really happy for you guys. yeah i'm really happy I for really you am. but please stop talking about it it's yes. me out. <laughs> it gives me so much anxiety please stop talking about it i guess um yeah you're listening to comfort creatures uh hey. i'm alexis b preston <laughs> i'm ella mcleod and uh you got a little creative interlude yeah today. yeah i don't know i was like i wasn't gonna start it there but i I don't know. I think it's good to hear for everyone, whether you're a writer or any sort of creative person or, you know, it it corresponds to having pets. It's hard to balance I think life. I, I, yeah, I think trying to balance responsibility with like passion and fulfillment is just the endless, it's the endless struggle of being an adult. And it's yeah. like a lot of the time the responsibility brings you fulfillment. Like having my cat is a responsibility, but she is a fulfilling presence in my yeah. life even when she's being a pain. Um, but it also means that like, when I, I literally had this conversation with my boyfriend yesterday, I said to him, like, sometimes I wish I could just, when I'm having like writer's block or whatever, this thing came up on my TikTok. There's a library in Wales where it's like a library in a hotel. So you can like stay on top of the, yeah in like on top of the library and have breakfast and then you can go and work in the library and their grounds are beautiful and they have sheep and dog. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm like, I would love to be able (laughs) To just take off on a Tuesday, uh, go to Wales, mm-hmm. write in the library, eat the breakfast, read the books, walk with the sheep. Yeah. I would finish my book in a month, yeah. but I can't afford to go stay in the library in Wales. Someone would have to look after the cat unless my boyfriend stayed here, which he wouldn't want to do. He'd want to come to the library in Wales too. Um, and yeah, like that's the that's the reality yeah. is, is, is life sometimes gets in the way. Yeah. And the painful process of creating is, push, is pushing through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think there's it is, a it is it is painful. Yeah, there's it, a really it, it good is, uh you know, glass quote about like about I think it's about taste. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll then we'll stop telling this, but I do want to read this kind of long quote. Um mm. but okay. Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish someone told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there is a gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past that phase. They quit. Most mm. people I know who do interesting creative work went year, through years of this. We know our work doesn't have the special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you're just starting out or you're still in this phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so every week you'll finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close the gap. And your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. And you've just got to fight your way through. Yeah. And it's a little that's different, but so accurate. yeah, there's this something no, about it sure. that's like, it's hard in those being those people too, where you're like, I'm also, you know, early in my creative career and like my work isn't where you want it to be and you don't have time to even make it like, no, for sure. But even the process of like, make like, this is why like a first draft of something is never the final product mm-hmm. because like you're refining your taste in that time. You're, um, 
you're, you're, you, you draft it, then you read it and you're like, this sucks. And then you draft it again and you're like, this still sucks. And you yeah. keep doing it until it, until you don't feel like it sucks anymore. And yeah, that is really painful. And then having the, having the time to be able to do that is also like really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and a painful part of the process. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just a little uh, shout out to our creative uh Listeners, Listeners, I guess. It's yeah. hard and you're we, doing great. We, we see you and we're with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really important to say that it's hard because, like, I... I, I don't know. Like, I guess I, I knew... Obviously, I knew writing a book would be hard. But I think I thought that because I love it more than I love anything else I've ever done in my life ever... Yeah. I thought it would be less hard, but actually it's more hard because <laughs> I love it so much. Yes. Because I don't want it to be bad. Yeah. And I love good writing and I love reading good books and I so want to be... um in that number you know what yeah. I mean so and that and that and you know that is the reality it's like a lot of the time like even <laughs> even having a pair mm -hmm. is is hardest because you love them so much yeah. like when they do something that's like annoying or they make a mess or they're difficult or they're ill you're like god it'd be so much easier <laughs> if you weren't the love of my life yes yeah like yeah I wouldn't trade you know having them ever it's no i would, I would cho choose them every time but it is exactly. every once in a while you're like this is a lot of work <laughs> yeah am, this is time it's and really money and you know it's hard so yeah i think it's really important to hold space for loving things and them being hard like yeah. I, I think sometimes we think that if if you love something it'll be i really hate the phrase if you love what you do, you'll never work Ugh. a day in your life. Ugh. I hate that so much because that's Horrible. just not true. No. That is not true at all. I love what I do, yeah. but it's work. <laughs> and I work it because I love it. Yes. That doesn't stop it being work. Yeah, it's you work. can love the work you're doing. But that's different. Mm. Like, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, whether you're struggling with a difficult pet <laughs> or struggling with a, a, a difficult job, um, we get you guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got exactly. you. We're here for you. Um, <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> yeah. This episode uh, is just Ella and I. Also, we're just going to kind of we we are both back from our trips, our mm -hmm. our holidays, uh, and mm -hmm. I uh, we're just going to kind of tell you about all the animals we met and uh, hang out. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll probably talk. We're not going to hang out. I feel like hanging out implies like long periods of silence. So we're, we're, we're actually just going to talk. <laughs> we're just going to talk. <laughs> um, all right. Well, should we uh, go jump into our, our first little trip segment? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I, I didn't even ask you this when I saw you because I kind of wanted to save it, um, for mm. now. Um, did you did you ride a camel? I did ride a camel. How was it? Okay, so first of all, here's what's really interesting. Yeah. We rode a a drogadier. That is Ooh. what they're called. Yeah, drogadier. So they are a kind of camel, and they they have one hump, not two. Ah. Camels, and they're different. Oh god! And the guy gave me such a good explanation, <laughs> and I cannot remember a thing he said. But basically, um, camels are not as strong as drogadier. I think that's correct. Okay, and um. I mean, yeah, they're 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 enormously strong beasts of burden, um, and we so we we did this day trip. We were in Morocco mm -hmm. to start with. We were yeah. in Morocco. Me and my partner were in Morocco. We were in Marrakesh, and you know, we really wanted to be kind of conscientious about because in Marrakesh, um, 
we saw a lot of animals that were very well cared for and a lot of animals that weren't very well cared for. And that was very upsetting to us both as animal lovers. Yeah. And, you know, there are some, and obviously, like, I'm not judging because most of this is just a byproduct of poverty. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, there are people there that uh, have no money. And so if they can barely feed themselves, feeding their animals is a struggle. And I understand that. Yeah. That being said, we did, it, it, it did slightly rankle me um, seeing other wealthy western european tourists um not maybe being as uh conscientious about the kinds of animal trade that they were giving their money to when they were there um and i'm not going to go into too much detail because it's sad however so when we were looking at what doing experiences with animals we wanted to make sure that the one that we picked was where we knew the animals were being well cared for because that's where we want to spend our money um but luckily, my cousin had been to Morocco like a year, a, like just before COVID, I think. So she sent us a recommendation of a place to go. And she was like, this company are really good. They do a day trip in the Atlas Mountains. You ride camels. Camels are really well cared for. Um, and it's just a great day. So yeah. that's what we did. And we did have the best day. Yeah. And yeah, the first thing we did was you you ride camels quite early in the morning because by the middle of the day, it's really hot. Mm. Um, so that was like the first thing that we did. Um, and you... Uh, they're just wild creatures. Like I can't, you're there's It was really funny watching some people be really nervous of them because to me, they seem so chill. And obviously this is their, their camels that people ride all the time. And when they're not riding, they're just like chilling, like lying down in the sand. And like, they're all like in a, in a, in a line, you mm-hmm. know, next to each, like uh, in a, in a long line. <laughs> and they're just, yes, yeah, so relaxed. Ugh. And, um, not fussed at all like it, and and people were being really jumpy and i'm like why are you can you not see how chill these yeah, dudes are this guy? <laughs> like they're the most chill dudes you're gonna climb on its back and they're, they're not even gonna complain because to them we weigh like you know like an ant like yeah. we're so light comparatively they're huge that's um, the thing i always i mean anytime i see a camel in real life i like they're big they're huge yeah. and so they're they're really like they're low to the ground when you climb on them yeah like they're really really low on the ground and you get on them and their legs their enormous long legs elongate yeah and suddenly you're like feet from the ground <laughs> and um it was really funny doing it with my partner because i i i horse i did horse riding and so i think that Maybe as a result of that, I'm just not really nervous about being on the back of an animal. Yeah. Like it doesn't really phase me. I'm like chatting to all the camels, stroking their heads, like <laughs> just like having a genuinely lovely time, like chilling yeah. with these camels. Whereas my boyfriend was, mm, so, I'm going to post a photo of <laughs> me and Michael on 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 camels yeah. because my camel was behind him, and I'm like in this picture, I'm like grinning, like look at me with this camel. And when you when you go on these experiences, um, they dress you up in like traditional Berber clothing, which was really cool. Oh, cool. Um, also necessary because it's so hot. Okay. So <laughs> all of the layers of cool material kind of protect you from the sun. Yeah. Um, so I'm having a great time. I'm like posing with my camel, like, look at me and my new friend. And Michael looks like it's just a combination of like terror and extreme concentration. Like yeah. he's so stressed on his camel. Um perfect. but it was now- great. Like they're very they're very big. Um, your legs are sat quite far apart. Like yeah. it's, I got down and was kind of aching the rest of the Yeah, day. I was going to ask, so you're on like the, you're on the hump? No, no, no. You're where like in you? front of the hump. Okay, so you're like in between where the, okay. Yeah. Because I was yeah, like, that, how does that work? <laughs> no, it's, it is weird. It is really weird. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, I saved 
the best of my pictures to post along with this episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what we look like on the camels. Um, but yeah, we we had a great time. Yeah. And then so yeah, the the Drogadier were really cool. Um, we saw a lot of cats. Yeah, a lot of cats. And yeah, some of them were was was were unhappy, sad <laughs> yeah. cats. Um, but equally, we saw some very well fed because where we were staying, we stayed in a resort, which um we've never done together before, but it was like all inclusive, like it was just exactly what I wanted after a pandemic yeah. of not being able to go anywhere. Yeah. Um and the cats that lived on this resort were tubby they were tubby cats because they're just obviously they're being fed by the kitchens they're being fed by the staff they're being fed by guests they were very social yeah. like the kittens there were loads of kittens that just oh, would like run no. up to you and yeah no we were we literally spent a lot of time just like watching these cats and sneaking food for these cats and being like could could we take one <laughs> could we take one home um so that was really I had a great time. Yeah. And then also I saw a mule and I'd never seen a mule before. Oh, they have mules there. Interesting. Yeah, they have a lot of mules. And that was like, I did not know this, but did you know that you can, a donkey and a mule, a donkey and a horse mm-hmm. together can have a mule, yeah. but a mule and a mule can't, can't have make another babies. mule. Yeah, yeah. I was, that was going to be That's, my fun fact too. Yeah, they, so they can't yeah. reproduce. Um, there's a lot of mules at the Grand Canyon. And you can yes. you can ride. So them. there were some Americas on our Americans on our day trip. Yeah, and yeah, a, one was from Mexico mm-hmm. and one was from Arizona. No, she was from Arizona. Yeah, from Arizona, <laughs> and another was from Nevada. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yeah, we meals are commonplace." Yeah, for us. Yeah, there's a couple <laughs> little towns excited. in Arizona also that you can just they're just mules everywhere. Like, but they're, sure. they're I'm I I. <laughs> I know, but that is even novel to me. I'm like, there's just this little town where it just has mules. Um, but Crazy. Um, yeah, you can ride mules down the Grand Canyon. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I've never done that actually, which it's weird because I've, like, I grew up going to the Grand Canyon all the time because my mom used to live there, but. Um, that's so cool. That. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, so cool. that was Morocco. And then I went to France afterwards, right. which was. Um, really lovely we were there for a friend's birthday we were in the south so it was really warm and where uh we were staying um is kind of um uh, is this marshy i suppose in french it's called the atong it's like a kind of like languedoc area it's wine country mm. um but there are flamingos ah. everywhere which is really cool but what was cool is i was in the same place in february and basically the flamingos start their migration in this part of france in the late winter, early spring. And mm. when they come, they're white because they haven't eaten the plankton yet that turns oh. them pink. And then by the time they're back there in September, they're pink. <gasps> so it was just really cool to see that transition of like these white flamingos returning yeah. months later being pink. Yeah. I didn't even, I genuinely didn't know that they turned pink. Yeah, no, <laughs> they turn pink. They eat plankton and, and the pigment in the plankton turns them pink. Weird. Is, it's so weird, right? So wow. we saw, so yeah, in February when we saw them, there were some white ones, there were some gray ones. We saw a couple of black ones, which Ooh. is meant to be really rare, which was amazing. And then, yeah, they were pink when we came back. And then the other thing I saw, which was so wild to me, were like crawfish on yeah. land. On land? Like, they were like, as in they'd obviously ventured out of the marshes. Oh, and they were just walking and so around? I didn't know they could walk, Alexis. 
I didn't know that they... Yeah. I, I've never seen, like, a shellfish... They were just like, oh, this is an audio medium, yeah, 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 so you're but... not going to see my wonderful crawfish impression. <laughs> but they are, they, they look like teeny little lobsters mm-hmm. and they were just crossing the road, obviously getting run over by cars, <laughs> but they were just crossing their road, like scuttling along with their pincers. It just, and we like, we tr- like, we just kept being like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah I didn't know I didn't, they could do that. I, I'm also because so growing up in there's a, a a big creek that runs through Sedona, it more more like a river. Like I think the word creek doesn't really just like do it justice. Um, but there are crawdad or slash crawfish, whatever you call them. Mm, um, crawdad, yeah, we call them both like it's interchangeably. Mm. But I've never seen them walking around. They were only in the water. <laughs> I. I mean, I've never seen them in the water, but they were literally like on the road. I don't know. That's I don't know so why weird. they got out of the water because they then just got smushed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why they made that decision, but they were like, like, like they weren't very fast, but they were big enough that we were in the car and were like, "What the? Yeah, what? Weird. Okay, it was the. It was so weird. Huh. It was so weird. <laughs> that- just, like, because in any, like, crustacean just walking around, not near uh, water is weird. <laughs> I mean, they were near the water. So the way it, the, the way it works there is, like, the, the atong, which is, like, yeah, marshy, swampy yeah. kind of um, pond vibes. Yeah. And then there were roads cutting through them. Oh, I so see. So they were on so the road. Like, so obviously, like, crawled out of the, yeah. the marsh. Onto yeah. the road, and it was so weird. But it, yeah, no, still weird to see like a crowd. I've just never they they like the water in my brain. Like they don't, they're not land dudes. It was <laughs> it it did it did feel dystopian. Like it yeah. was really strange. Yeah, huh. Huh. yeah. Wow. I'm Jesse Thorne. On the next Bullseye, our annual Halloween spectacular. We'll interview Anna Fabrega from Los Espookies, Monet Exchange from Drag Race, and the great R.L. Stein, creator of Goosebumps. You know, I don't really get too deep into the real fears. It's a lot safer to do a dummy coming to life. That's on the next Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Um... You met some animals on your trip. I did. Trip too, did you? Yeah. So I went to London and then also I went up to Scotland. But in London, 
obviously I saw magpies, like we mentioned. They of are course. everywhere. They're gorgeous also. Mm. Um, yes. You know, you're, you're assorted birds, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But the night one, walking down the street, and there was just a fox walking next to an apartment building. And mm. that was the thing that threw me off. I knew that foxes were around. Like, that makes sense to me in the same way we have, you know, we've got coyotes and stuff. But London is such a city city that I was like, mm. why is a fox walking around here? Like, it looks mm. so out of place. I lost my mind that I was like, where are you, but where, where do you live that this makes sense for you to be? <laughs> like, in people's gardens and stuff. I, like, honestly. It's so cute. Like, I, yeah. and I, it was funny because it was like, in general, you know, you try not to be like too touristy about things. You know what I mean? Like I try. I've, I've been to enough cities too that you're like, yeah, yeah, I see the big building there. It is. But this one, I like. There's so, like quite a few people walked by, just like not phased, didn't look at all. And, and Grant and I were both like, what? And we we're like getting photos and we we're like watching it because it's just like, I don't know. It just felt so out of place. It was so funny it's- to me. It is really funny that it's it's so out of place to you because like we've had foxes run into our house like <laughs> growing up like a fox ran into our house when when we were little and my parents obviously freaked out yeah. and my mum chased it away and my dad was no help at all of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. but um, naturally but um, yeah it's really funny to me that they're so strange to you because yeah. yeah, they are just around I, all the yeah time. But, and yeah and I think that was the part that. Because it's like, sure, with plenty of animals, but I just didn't, it didn't clock really just like, this is just part of the city. Like, yeah, these <laughs> mythical beings that give you little riddles. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they're funny foxes, aren't they? Like, they're sneaky and they've we used got to riddles. Have, yeah, we used to have loads in our garden and, they're, you know, it, yeah, no, it, it's it, it's funny. Like, I don't appreciate how cool it is. Yeah. But now I think about like, yeah, all the times that, you know, a mama fox would just like have her fox cubs oh, in her garden. Oh, they're so And we small. just watch them chill. They are really small. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause, and I think it's probably, I don't know, because I grew up in such a rural area that it wasn't seeing wildlife is fine. It's just like city, city animals always fascinate me in general. Mm, and they're, mm. they're pretty big too, to just be like walking around, Chilling. you know? So, um, that was incredible. And then I think that's a more or less all the animals I saw in London, but then in Scotland. Well, you met, you met Persephone. Oh, duh. Yeah, 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 that's true. I guess I shouldn't skip ahead yet. Obviously, I met Persephone. Um, I would say all the hype is true. Uh, <laughs> immediately walks up to you and then is like, okay, but don't touch her. Yeah, that <laughs> um, is, she's the queen of the mixed signal. Yes, very friendly, <laughs> seemingly very friendly. And then is like, I don't know. But also like not, because I, we played. We did a little yeah. little finger thing, and like she she uh, she'll bat at you, but it wasn't like it wasn't scary batting. You no. know what I mean? It was never. I was never like <laughs> worried In about danger. it. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was wonderful. Yeah, I guess also yeah. Ella and I met. <laughs> we did meet. It was great. Yeah. It was it was everything that we we imagined it to be. Yeah. Um, I tried candy corn. You that did. Was huge. Yeah. Yeah. You loved that it. Was really exciting. I love so funny. it. I love it. Like, I don't, I'm going to have to find a way of getting some because it was so delicious. I genuinely don't know what everyone moans about. That's it, so funny. It's not, it, I, what is it? I, I don't know what to compare it to because like, it's funny to me also because in general, your candy is so much better than ours. 
Like, Do you think so? A hundred percent. We brought so really? much back. Yeah. Like just even just down to like your Twix bars are Twix so bars. much better. Mm. Like the 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 chocolate is just in general, the chocolate that is used in, in all of the just generic candy is way better. Um Mm-mm. because I think it's not Hershey's and Hershey's is terrible. Um sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And whatever mm-hmm. else they're using it. Like we just everything is replaced with just like sugar here yeah whereas like yours is just actual chocolate and then like the the <laughs> the cookie part of the twix is like recognizably like a little piece of shortbread yeah like here it's just like a, it's just not the same it's just cheaper like you can tell that it's cheaper that's, made that's so interesting i feel like um what things it, yeah maybe maybe chocolate is good here yeah i think because i think also we're so close to like obviously the continent like france and belgium yeah. are like the home of chocolate and they're like round the corner yes. so yeah i'm sure it's probably easier to import french and you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. and like just the I, I also think maybe just like the standard is a little bit higher like maybe it's just like you can't you can't but um did you find our, f- our food portions to be incredibly small or were they normal were they normal i think they were somewhat portions? normal but maybe that's just an, an i'm trying to think no, you know what? Because I think in general, around the same, I one of them breakfasts are huge there still. Yeah, no, the full bre- English is full English. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of food. And it's like, a lot of food. <laughs> I'm not that hungry in the morning, so it was very funny. There, was like, we went to this restaurant the very first day we got in, and we were like jet lagged and confused. And uh, where did you go? Do you remember the name? Um, yes, it was the Full Monty. It was called. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, it was yeah. really good. But and they, <laughs> you they got were, the full monte. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, she she was so funny though because she like t- came to like clear the the server came to clear the place and she was like, uh, she was like, you're done. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I can't. I'm jet lagged and I. It looks like I didn't eat anything, but I'm so full. Like it was the biggest <laughs> plate of food. It's just yeah, full breakfast. like beans mushrooms you know all of the things yeah veggie sausages hash mm-hmm. browns yep. toast yep eggs. I, I had a uh, a, oh, a bubble and squeak hungry. which i'd never had before did you have bubble and squeak bubble did and you squeak? like it I did. yeah yeah it's you know but what's not to like it's like uh, it feels like you're tricking me into eating vegetables so which is what we are yeah <laughs> yeah um we've been going that here <laughs> <laughs> but yeah in general i think maybe also portion sizes have gotten smaller here yeah, I mean, my reference was that like the last time I came to America was like years ago. Now yeah. I was like sixteen. It just 15. depends on like the, the type of place too, you know. Totally, yeah, totally. But uh, we sure. did, yeah, um, yeah. That's sort of the the London stuff, mm. and then Scotland. First of all, obsessed with Scotland. It's it's oh, incredible. It's the best, isn't it's it? It's the best. I can't wait to go back. I've never been so quick to be like, well, uh, when's when are we booking another plane? Because I gotta mm. come. I didn't. I want more. Um, mm. So we we drove up to the Highlands and on the wrong side of the road, in case you're wondering. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. It's scary. And on weird. the wrong side of the car. Yeah, yes. And that's even the scarier part. Um, <laughs> truly, the whole time we, we kept talking about like you. It's one thing to drive on the other side of the road because you have to sometimes do that anyway. Um, mm. But. The being on the other side of the car as a driver is the weirdest feeling in the world. Like the whole time mm. we were just like, it's, am I, where am I? Am, is this correct? <laughs> I feel, this can't be right. Anyway, um, we drove up and obviously, well, maybe it's not us. There are 1 million sheep all over Scotland. Like it is mm-hmm. co- covered, 
covered in sheep. Sheep city. Sheep city. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of sheep. sheep city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, adorable. I love sheep. I always have. Baby sheep, I think, are one of the cutest animals. Lambs, if you will. Um, they're oh, so lambs cute. lambs are cute. They're so cute. Like, mm. saw a couple and every time just, like, it just uh, melts my heart. Um, mm. But the thing, I think the highlight of Scotland is the the Highland cows. Um, which, yes, yes. That is the highlight. <laughs> they're of, so yes. cute. They're like they're fluffy so cows. Yeah, they're I know, right? Over. They don't look real. <laughs> they're just cows with long hair and they have, well, I kept saying cows with bangs because they all have little, <laughs> they do look like, they have they have little, yeah, they have little fashion bangs. They have like, yeah. <laughs> they all just look like they've got like gorgeous little like 70s cute little bangs cut. Um, and, and like, I'm already guilty of this here. Like anytime you see an animal on the side of the road, you have to point it out. But every single cow, I was like, oh, there's more. Like, it yeah. looks like you fused a golden retriever in a cow. Mm, and I, that is exactly <laughs> what they look like. That is so accurate. Cute. Yeah. They're really cute. Um, and I like looked it up, you know, they they have that for to like withstand the harsh Highland weather. And I can't stop thinking about what a cute like evolution that is because often I like know. to withstand hard weather you get like the tough skin you know what i mean and stuff mm. like that but instead of that they just went with like these long hair <laughs> shaggy shaggy hair shaggy. it's so cute i love it yeah highland cows are great They're i agree so with you. cute and i i I'm regret a, a lot of people um people a lot of places were selling like little stuffed animals of them and things like that and i really regret not getting one now because i just keep thinking about like they were really cute the next time I go back to Scotland, I'll get yeah. you a, a Highland cow Thank stuffed you. animal. Thank you. I will. I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, I love Scotland. It's um, <sighs> it's great. And you were you were in Edinburgh briefly, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, you were like we have two days. I'm obsessed. To, it's like my favorite city. It's, <laughs> it's such a cool city. Yeah. I love it so much. Like if um, you, next time you go, we'll come with you. It's yes, the best. Yeah, we, we'll just. I yeah, it's. I just can't stop thinking about like I didn't even get to see all of it. There's mm. there's still more little places and like, it just. It feels like someone designed a city for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like walking around. Yeah. I was like, Are you and like, kidding me? Do you know me? what, Alexis? I see that for you. Thank you. Like, I really, I really do. You're very much like, if I had to pick a city yeah. for you, I would pick you Edinburgh. Ugh, thank you. For sure. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I I just could, like, every corner we would turn, I was like, look at that alleyway. It's the coolest alleyway I've ever seen. <laughs> and the way that there are like little staircases yeah. going through the city, like, Ugh. yeah, it's just, it's it's such a cool, because it's built on top of an old, it's, the new city is built on top of the old city because of the plague, yes. which is a wild history. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just, they just, the, the old city was plague infected. Yeah. So they just built so they went, city eh, on never mind it. on that one. <laughs> we'll just build a new one. And also when we say um, like new city, it's still so old. So it's, it's still, like, so, yeah, we're still talking it was built when the plague was a thing. So yeah. that's still like 500 years ago. Yeah. And it like still has ago. like all the cobblestone streets and stuff, which I love. It's just, it's yeah. really cool. I, I like a place where you're like, you can feel the history around you. Like Me too. There's so much of it gets covered and modernized and they have not really done that in such a cool way. Mm-mm. It's still very yeah. old. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I like a city that feels old as well. Yeah. It's very cool. And then obviously the Highlands are gorgeous, but it's, yeah. you know, it, it looks like um, sort of rainy, uh, the Shire, but rainy. <laughs> mm, mm. I mean, the next time you're, the next time you do Europe, we'll, we'll have to take you to Ireland. Yeah. Because Ireland is like, um, yeah, it's so stunning. Yeah. It's just, the whole thing feels, I mean, there's the, the part of Ireland that my 
partner Michael is from. Down the road from him, there's a town called Restreva, which I'm I just think is such a beautiful place. But like the there's a fairy glen there, and I know mm-hmm. you went to a fairy glen in yeah. Scotland. But there's a fairy glen there that like has a plaque because C.S. Lewis like based Narnia oh. off because there's this moment where like um you're like walk there's a particular view like you're walking through the glen and you kind of come around a little like corner of cheese trees and you look out and it does it looks like you you're like Lucy stepping out of the wardrobe <laughs> oh. like it's amazing yes um and so yeah we'll have to take you there and it's 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 really beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. so um if anyone's on the fence about going to any of these places they're still wildlife yeah. and do a UK pretty. tour a like UK politically tour. we're struggling right now but the countryside <laughs> is stunning it's so pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, everywhere's complicated, but everywhere's complicated. But you know what isn't complicated? How beautiful the countryside is! <laughs> yeah. It's just beautiful, and how good our pubs are. Yeah, good, 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 good pubs, pubs yeah. as well. Oh, you're yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of really, but uh, fish and chips is that for like it's just like a whole fish. Yeah, we like tend is to do not- like pieces usually. I'm sure oh, some no, places you get do a it like whole that. But we'll just do, fish. Yeah, we just it's almost like um chicken tenders but of fish <laughs> and yeah uh, no 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 it's a whole fish yeah which is still good yeah i just remember every time we yeah. ordered it i was like oh right it's just here it is giant piece it's of huge. fish <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was it was great and then coming home well okay also <laughs> i did get covid on the trip um yes <laughs> which i didn't know until the very end so sorry anyone that i interacted with but um <laughs> <laughs> i really didn't know um yeah but on the way, we were like, okay, we just got to go. We got home and I was like, we got to go pick up the dogs from my friend's house. Like, we're really sick, but like, I miss them too much. Because she was like, you can come tomorrow. And I was like, no, I miss them. Yeah. Uh, and a really weird thing was upon picking them up, obviously, they were like so excited to see us. And it was always very sweet. I love, Like, it's one of the best parts is like, they did miss us. Um, But I had lost my sense of smell. And I realized yeah. that it's really weird not being able to smell the dogs. Mm. like it's part of interacting with them that i wasn't aware of but i was like something feels different and i was like oh like you can't oh. I, what do you you're my little stinky dog what do you yeah <laughs> i can't yeah. smell you <laughs> that is so weird yeah so, yeah <laughs> it was nice but how are you feeling now are you feeling better yeah yeah i'm like Good. I, I tested negative i'm i should be um should be fine and did um did the dogs like how how was everybody when you got back? How were the cats? Did you get a warm welcome from the cats, or were they like oh, annoyed at you for leaving? No, they were great. They they're so funny. They like they'll just follow you around the house, like whatever yeah. room you're in. They just were like, oh, and you're in, and you know, just like I think they didn't know what to do with themselves either because they were like, yeah, trying to just like we're back, we're doing it, we're back to to normal. What if I should oh. I go up here? And then now I'm down here. And I was like, yeah, you're look at you. You're all over the house. Like, look at you go. <laughs> um, yeah, they were great. Dogs were so excited. Um, yeah, Percy, Percy was really happy to be home. She goes, she went to the cat hotel when we were away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember I went and picked her up after we got back from Morocco. And she always comes back like with a slightly raspy meow because she's been like having a meow off with the other cats. <laughs> and they keep a lot of Bengals and Bengals are really vocal. So she's obviously just been like out meowing. So she came back kind of croaky. I was like, girl, <laughs> you're sounding husky. <laughs> um, and then because I immediately went away again and oh. Michael didn't. And she just like sat in my case like, are you, are you kidding? 
you're leaving me again? Like, just so indignant. Why even bring um, me back then? Yeah, honestly, I felt really bad. (laughs) And then my first day when I got back from France, she was so sulky with me. Like, she was really mad. Oh, yeah. But then we were fine. She was happy. She was, oh, you're home. I missed you. I think the cats wanted to be that way, but they're so excited that they can't do it like they want to be like whatever i don't even care but then they're like but where are you going what room are you gonna go in you going to the bathroom i'll go into the bathroom with you and i'm like i that's fine (laughs) i don't need that but thank you (laughs) yeah i was good um we have a should we go go see what our ready pet go is yes absolutely Okay, we have our what, second ever Ready Pet Go mm-hmm. sent, to, sent to us by Kylie with her animals. And I don't want to say too much. Uh, you ready to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Kylie. I'm going to try and keep this short because I've had so, so many pets in my life, but also because I work with wild songbirds who are chock full of personality. And I really could just talk about all of the animals in my life for, for forever, but I picked three. Okay, ready, pet, go. I've already hyped up my dog Robin on CIPYD, but since he is my most current perfect pet in my life, I'd be a bad mom not to give him another shout out. He's a pity boxer mix who's been traveling the country with me as I do my field work and is always eager to make a friend, even if the quote unquote friend is a squirrel or cat or snake who is terrified of him. My other current pet is a Western hognose snake named Severa, who lives up to her species reputation of being incredibly sassy and a little dumb. She thinks anything that isn't food is obviously out to eat her and puffs up her entire chunky two-foot body to try and seem as scary as possible. It doesn't work, she just looks more adorable. The best pet that I've ever owned that wasn't a dog that's cheating was my rabbit, a Holland Lop named Pokey, after the Pokey little puppy. He had a boxy head with floppy down ears and really wasn't afraid of anything. He liked playing tag with our German Shepherd, would often chase and terrorize our young cat, and always had to make time to check up on his girlfriend, another rabbit we had named Bonita. Pokey and Bonita were not supposed to be partners, but they had a bit of a star-crossed lovers vibe that our other rabbits never really seemed to hit. Anyways, I'll stop myself there. Thank you so much for this podcast. It's always a treat to hear about the lovely animals in everyone's life. And time. Um, I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with star-crossed lover rabbits. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's perfection. Also, Benita, like, what a I sassy... Know. Like, she you, she was going to be, like, the femme fatale love interest of that hutch, wasn't she? Yeah, like, the moment she was, gonna she be was named the, Bonita. The, the moment she was named Bonita, she was going to be, like, the little, the spicy bunny in the warren. Like, obviously. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kylie, thank you so much. That was absolutely perfect. Yeah. I loved it. Yes, and it's exactly what we want. Um, I also, I don't know why, I got like it, like emotional when she said Ready, Pet, Go. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. We have a thing. We did it. We have a thing now. It's a thing. It's really exciting. <laughs> um, yes, I love, also, thanks for, for doing a variety. It was a little uh, yes. a three for one deal. Sassy snakes. Yes. I want to hear more about sassy snakes. I didn't know that that was a breed trait. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. please tell us more about sassy snakes. Yes. I'm I'm putting a call out for sassy snake content. Sassy I want snakes. more of it. Uh, also, a lot of S's, which I, S- Severa, the sna- the sassy snake. Yeah. Wonderful. Good naming that. Yeah, really good. <laughs> um, and also, if you have a ready pet go, if you have a, a sassy snake you want to tell us about, or any other sassy animal. I love a sassy animal. Um, Me too. Please 
email them to us. You can write them. You can uh, do what Kylie did and record them on your phone and send it to us. Whatever you want to do, um, email it to us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org and we'll play it on the show. Well, that was that was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. I yeah. I think we're great. <laughs> I think we're great. Me too. I really think we need to organize like an annual trip where one of us sees each other though, just so we can talk about like I do too. the the various transatlantic pets and creatures that we encounter. Yeah, I think next you you have to come here next, but Yeah, I want to see a gopher, Alexis. Like that's really important <laughs> to me that I see a gopher. <laughs> yeah, okay. I do like the idea that like I mean this is um this is very money dependent, obviously, but there's something really fun about like we have to pick an annual trip like based on like the animals around it, you know? That's all I ever really want fun. to do. <laughs> and like Michael just doesn't understand. And he's like, Well, we'll go somewhere with like animals for you and like city culture for me. And obviously I do want city culture, yeah. but I'm from London. Yeah. Like it's way more exciting for me to see a gopher than it is for me to go to a museum yes. because like we have really good museums in London <laughs> yeah. not that there aren't great museums elsewhere obviously no, there but... are but like I, I cannot articulate enough the excitement that I feel about the thought of just seeing like a coyote strolling down the street <laughs> that just blows my mind you know yeah well We'll work on, well, I'll start a piggy bank for this or something so that we Okay, can perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want us to do an annual <laughs> trip where we see a wide variety of animals, you, you can support us at maximumfun.org forward slash join. We are a member supported show. So if you want us to keep making the show, if you're enjoying it, or if you want us to travel and talk about the animals that we see, if you want comfort creatures to become a travel show. Uh. We'll come to then. your town and you can show us your animals. That's yeah, we'll come, to of, we'll come to you. Yeah, we will. But we that's going to take a couple more supporters, guys. Um, <laughs> so um, follow us on social media. Um, we are at Sea Creatures Pod on Twitter and we are at Comfort Creatures Podcast on Instagram. And of course, you know, rate, review, subscribe. That is the other way that you can support the show. It actually means yes. a lot. Share it with your friends. Share it with your word of mouth. Mom. Also, really helps. Share it with yeah. your sister. You can try sharing yeah. it with your brother. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he'll like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.